大家好，我是 Lydia， 欢迎来到国际聊天室。Hey everyone, I'm Lydia. You're listening to International Talk. 介绍今天的来宾之前，想快速宣布一下，我最近开了一个新的 YouTube 频道 ，Lydia Muir Film。之后会陆续发一些旅游和生活的 Vlog， 欢迎各位搜寻和订阅我的新频道。Before I introduce my guest today, I'd like to announce that I have a new YouTube channel, Lydia Muir Film, where I'll be posting vlogs from my travels and my life. It would mean so much to me if you could check it out and subscribe. Now back to the show. 今天的来宾是 Celine， 她的父母是台湾人，但是她从小在法国巴黎出生长大。今天她会跟我们分享巴黎的生活、第三文化儿童的经验、拍一部短电影的故事、搬来台湾的感觉，还有感情生活里的观察。My guest today is Celine. Her parents are Taiwanese, but she grew up in Paris, France. Today, we'll talk about life in Paris, her experience as a third culture kid, filming a short film, culture shocks in Taiwan, and also some insights into her dating life. So, without further ado, let's get started. Welcome, Celine. Thank you so much for coming today. Thank you for having me, Lydia. Also, we have our beautiful new room. I know Although, it's all pink. I love that. I know I chose especially <laughs> for you. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like a very like I don't know feminine. French vibe. <laughs> considered French? Would this be a considered a French vibe? The flowers? Yeah, like maybe like Parisian girly, Parisian girl. <laughs> maybe I just feel like it was very feminine. So I was it like, is. I like it. Anyway, let's start with the、uh, question that everyone hates. We have to ask: Where are you from? I was born and raised in Paris, but. My mom is Taiwanese and my dad is half Cambodian, half Chinese. What countries have you lived in? I've lived in France for like twenty years, so like、uh, kind of most of my life. I live in Paris、uh, and also I live in Lyon,、uh, which is like the second largest city of France for my master degree. I lived there for six months and then also lived in China. So I lived in Beijing for six months and Shanghai for six months, and now in Taiwan for a little bit less than a year and a half. Exciting! Lots、yes. of places we can talk about later. Yes, so mainly France and China, Taiwan. And which languages can you speak? Officially, I can speak three <laughs> languages. I can speak French, English. Chinese, but I can't read or write. I used to speak Spanish because it was my、uh, second language in high school.、Mm. I can also understand Cantonese. Oh, okay. Where did you learn、yeah. Cantonese? By watching drama. <laughs> <laughs> The best way、yeah. to learn a language. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so in France, you went to a normal French school? Yes, yes,、uh, very,、uh, very French.、Um, It's a requirement to have to learn another language other than French and English. Yes,、yeah, so basically, the first language、uh, will be English.、Uh, so you kind of start in junior school, first year of junior school, and then、um, like、uh, middle of junior school, you get to choose like either German or Spanish. So I went for Spanish because it was a little bit easier. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, also like、uh, the vibe. In my high school, we could choose between French and Spanish, okay,、uh, and German actually, but no one, which, <laughs> no one chose German. Which one did you choose? I chose French, but that was because my dad wanted me to learn French because he wanted、oh、to、gosh. move to France. Okay, so you can speak、um, French. <laughs> Show off. I can understand, I think, but、okay. I can't really speak. It's been way too long. But I remember at the time I was really mad because Spanish was like the cool language. I don't know what it, it is, is about Spanish, exactly, right? Right. Everyone's like, like, oh, it's so cool, you know? Yes. And German was like for the nerds. Like, you know, it was really for the smart people, and I was not. <laughs> so I went for like Spanish. <laughs> yeah, I just remember I was so mad because I was like, no, but all the cool kids are learning Spanish, and my dad was like, you don't need Spanish. We're gonna move to France, so you need to learn French.、But、I was like, no. <laughs> But that's actually a good choice because when you go for French first, then like it's easier to、um, to learn Spanish. Really, you think so? Like, yeah, I think so. Because like the grammar in French is really, really hard. That's true. So like <laughs> all the irregular. I remember every time the teacher was like, "Here are the regular verbs, and then here are the irregular verbs," and it's like a longer <laughs> list. And you're like, "Why is it longer than the regular?" <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Yeah, welcome to France. <laughs> And also, I remember. I, I remember the hardest thing in French was remembering also the 
le and la. Like I never oh, know what it's article, like, yeah, put first. if it's feminine or or masculine. I found that so hard. Yes, I feel like you know um, whenever I talk to people and then like I tell them yeah I'm from France they're like oh my gosh like French is so difficult. <laughs> Yeah, probably. But like now I'm like kind of proud to be French because yeah. like once you know like a very difficult language, like it's easier to learn other languages. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if you agree, but they always say that French is the most like romantic and beautiful sounding language. Do you think so? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I don't know. If people say that. No, have you never heard that? Oh my gosh, I've heard that French accent is very sexy. Yeah, I do not find it's like it's not true. <laughs> it's it's not like I'm really trying to lose my French accent. You know, <laughs> like it's really awful. Really? And I feel like you know, in France, we just don't make any effort to speak English. You mm. know, like kind of expect foreign people to like learn French, um, which sounds very like selfish. <laughs> <laughs> like you come to a country, you have to speak a language, you know. Mm. But but yeah, I I think the city in, in itself is like really called romantic. But I do not think that French is like specifically <laughs> romantic. I don't know. <laughs> but your English is really good, so you never felt like I'm assuming your parents spoke Chinese to you. Or? Yes, exactly. Like uh, whenever like I be uh, at home, I will speak Chinese uh, to with my parents. Yeah, French with my brother, <laughs> and yeah, like just growing up, I started to hang out with like more international people and friends. So I started to like you know improve my English. And that's interesting because yeah, I mean it's not in your background technically. It's you not. don't have to learn English. It's not. But. I mean we have to do like learn English at school but outside of school we do not use yeah. English at all you know like you really have to be like surround yourself with an English environment so you get to improve your English yeah yeah. so you surrounded yourself with people who spoke exactly. English exactly yeah yeah I, I really like uh, when I started to um, move abroad like for my exchange program like that's how like I started to you know really take my uh, English to the next level that makes sense yeah internationals I feel like also a lot of people on exchange that's where they're you know, English or other languages really start to, like, blossom. Exactly. Yeah. I remember, like, during my first section, my English was so bad. I couldn't express myself. I was like, oh, my gosh, how do you say that in English? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, but, yeah, it takes time. Yeah. And now you can speak three languages, so. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Taiwan and I still can't read or write. No. Has it improved since you've been here, like, your Chinese in general? I feel like I'm just in a very comfort zone, you know, like, I don't really want to improve my Chinese. I feel like as long as I can talk and express myself. Mm. Uh, though I have, like, some foreign friends who always ask me, how do you read that? What do you have on the menu? Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me, you know. You know, like, I will ask the lady, oh, um, what do you have on the menu, you know? And she's like, oh, it's written on the menu, but I can't read. Like, <laughs> girl. <laughs> also, because I guess you look Asian, so they'll know, be like, so why unfair, don't you? you know? yeah. <laughs> they don't get it. Yeah. But yeah, that's a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> a struggle we will dive into later as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Speaking of studying, we mentioned earlier your exchange. What did you study at university? I studied economics for my bachelor, surprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went for a double master degree in uh, management and international business. What made you want to choose economics? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Nothing. I think it was kind of lost after high school, mm. and I was like, you know what? Economics is like very broad topic, and I can just do like whatever I want after economics. So I went mm. for that. But honestly, it was tough. Like mm. I'm really not good at math. And <laughs> yeah, because economics is uh, compared to because I did business, but mm. I remember we used to always say like there was economics, business, and communication, yeah. and communication had the least math. Yeah, business sure. was like in the middle, and then economics was the most uh -huh. math. Yeah. yeah. So if you took economics it meant that you were like really smart and you're good with numbers you know <laughs> nope that's like just the appearance <laughs> it's not because i'm asian that i'm good at math all right <laughs> no i wish i wish i was good at math but i'm not but i'm glad that's because of this bachelor i went to beijing uh, for my exchange program and you got through it so <laughs> yes i am a fresh grad now and actually yes. looking for a job <laughs> <laughs> anyone everyone has anyone has a job please i'm struggling Job, job hunting is honestly the worst experience it I think is. everyone has oh to face. Gosh, it it's is. a horrible process. I feel like, you know, um, I've been actually looking for a job, like, thing for, like, three or four months, you know? And especially, like, when you're fresh grads, like, uh, no it's experience. really, really hard. Yeah. And with, like, the current situation, COVID and everything, yeah. you know, so it's really not easy. But I'm trying to enjoy the process, you mm. know? So that's something I'm learning. 
Yeah, and try not to take it personally. I remember when I was looking for a job, someone, a friend of mine told me, she was, she was like, you can get a thousand no's and it doesn't matter because you only need one yes. Yes, exactly. You only need one. <laughs> yeah, that's why, like, you know, I'm just keep standing with hurdles of invitation on LinkedIn. I'm just so annoying, you know. I'm, like, reaching, like, the general manager, like, hoping that they will get back to me. <laughs> but that's what you got to do. You just got to, yeah. you know, keep trying, keep yeah, pushing. Yeah, who cares? Like, you know, it's just, like, a social media invitation and yeah. just a simple message. So now that you've been in Taiwan for just under a year, what have you been doing in Taiwan? <laughs> I came to Taiwan in February 2021. So at that time, the situation was really bad in France, like, you know, with all this COVID. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to book a flight and go to Taiwan to visit my relatives. Um, then I finished my thesis. And after that, I was like, I'm really enjoying Taiwan. You know? like, <laughs> I really want to stay there for a little bit longer. So I was lucky. I found a job. Um, I work at an international company as an analyst for seven months. It was so, so boring. Like, <laughs> honestly, it was my first job after graduation. So I was like, I think I was lucky to have this kind of job. Mm. But I was also um, very unhappy about that. Like, mm. I was really depressed. <laughs> <laughs> so dramatic <laughs> but uh but yeah like yeah, I was I was really um not happy about like uh, all the tasks and the responsibilities so I made a decision to quit my job after that um I really wanted to find myself again and try to figure out what I want to do so I came up with this project of um creating my own short film uh, I worked on that for like uh yeah four or five months I was really lucky to find a lovely crew to um that helped me to to do this project now we uh kind of done with the film really exciting about that and um and unfortunately i am leaving taiwan soon i'm going back to paris so yeah so but i'm really happy like you know it's been like a year and a half and i've discovered and learned a lot of things here you know so i'm really really grateful for everything that happened here last question for this part of the interview um what are your hobbies what are my hobbies oh my <laughs> gosh a lot of things like i'm literally doing Everything that is not linked to my background, my business background. <laughs> so I'm really trying to do everything that will allow me to stay creative. Mm. So, you know, like um, I, I love to travel. Like that's really my huge passion. I started to vlog. <laughs> I am doing photography, like a little bit of modeling and, you know, like everything that really uh, give me uh, new experiences. Do you want to share your vlog channel, your YouTube channel? Yes, somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How does it work? I don't know. I'll put a link. What do you, for the listeners, what is the name of your channel? Uh, Céline Chien. So Céline, like uh, the French name. C-E-L-I-N-E. Yes, in case and H-A-C-U-A-N. <laughs> yeah, so I'll put a link in the description. But yeah, if you Thank don't you. see the link, you can always search for her yourself and i guess you'll be posting more travel vlogs recently yes i i really love to travel and i feel like you know um everyone really missed that during the covid yeah. so it feels really good to be able to travel again cool okay well everyone definitely check that out 他说他在法国巴黎出生长大我问他怎么会学广东话我跟他说我们学校是学法文西班牙文跟德文他们的冠词有分阴性阳性
他说他很常听到别人说法国腔很性感，但他不同意，他反而希望他讲英文的时候不要有法国腔。他说他觉得法国有很多浪漫的城市，可是法文这个语言他觉得还好。我说我觉得 Selina 的英文非常好，因为他在家里是讲中文，在学校跟日常生活是讲法文。他说，因为他有交一些外国朋友，所以把英文练得比较好。他说，特别是到国外当交换学生的时候，让他的英文变得很流利。他说，他第一次交换的时候，英文非常破，他觉得很难表达自己的想法。但经过了很多练习，他现在可以流利的用三个语言沟通。不过他说不会读写中文，有时候很困扰他。例如他在外面吃饭的时候，会问服务生：“你们有没有什么菜？”然后他们就会回说：“菜单有写啊。”然后他就会回，可是我看不懂。我说也是因为他的外表是亚洲人，我们之后也会更深一步的去谈这件事情。接着我问他大学是读什么，他说他大学读了经济，然后硕士学了商学和管理学。我问他为什么会选经济，他说他也不知道。高中时他有点迷惘，然后觉得经济比较广，毕业之后比较多选择，但其实对他来说很难，因为他的数学不好。可是很开心，他有读这个学士，因为让他去了北京半年交换。我说还好，他也撑过去了。而他刚好正在找工作。我跟他说，我觉得找工作真的是人生最困难的阶段之一。他说对，对他目前找了三个多月，刚毕业，再加上疫情，真的是蛮辛苦。但他还是努力开心的看待这个过程。我跟他说，曾经有个好朋友跟我说过，再多的拒绝都不重要，因为你只要有一个 offer 就可以了。我问他来台湾这段时间他都在做些什么，他说去年因为疫情，所以决定来台湾。写完论文之后，觉得还不错，就在台湾找了一个分析师的工作。他做了七个月，但他觉得非常无聊。虽然他觉得有找到工作很庆幸，可是久了，他觉得自己做的越来越不开心，所以他决定离职，去探索自己想做什么。结果他开始写，后来还有拍一个 short film， 就是短电影。他花了五个月，现在快完成了，而且。很可惜，但是他即将要回法国了。不过他很开心有在台湾的这一年的经验。最后我问他喜欢做什么休闲娱乐，他说他很喜欢找比较有创意或艺术感的活动，像是旅游啊、摄影啊、vlog、当模特，各种新体验。顺便推荐一下 Celine 的 YouTube 频道，可以搜寻 Celine Shen（C E L I N E H S U A N） 或是看简介里的链接。Celine 现在的影片大部分都是以旅游为主。很推荐听众们去看看，真的很精彩。现在大家比较认识泽令之后，让我们更深一步的去了解他的背景，以及听他的一些故事。So now that everyone knows a little bit more about you, let's dive into some more of your background and your experiences. So first of all,、um, if some of you have listened to the interview with Sarah, we already talked about Paris a little bit, but what was your experience living in Paris and living in France? Well, I tell you, like I grew up in Paris, right? So、um, I spent quite a lot of time there. I think when I was younger, I will really define Paris as a lovely city. You know, like Paris is very rich in terms of activities, in terms of history, background, culture. You know, you can literally do everything. Like you'll never get bored over the weekends. But、um, I feel like、uh, during those past few years, Paris has changed a lot. You know.、Mm. Especially like、um, in terms of security, I feel like、uh, you're not really safe anymore.、Um, so yeah, I feel like you know when you're living in a city, like the first thing that you want to make sure is to feel safe. Yeah. And I do not feel safe in Paris anymore. So I think that's a huge、uh, issue for me. Yeah, it's 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 a little bit difficult for me. Like、uh, you know, like Paris will always be my home. You know, like、mm. that's where I grew up.、Uh, so I have my all my family there, my friends. But、um, if you ask me right now, if I see myself living in Paris in ten years, I'm not sure. Like if I will say yes,、mm. and that's、yeah. mainly because of. The safety and security issues you feel exactly. You know, like、um, you know, like we're young, so you know, like you, when you're going out,、uh, you always have to、um, check if someone is following you. You always have to check your belongings, and you、mm. know that those stuff we don't have to worry about that in Taiwan. You know,、mm. like and that's something that we have to be we need, like we can be grateful about like、mm. here. You know, but like yeah, in France, like it's it's not a cliche. Like it's very like、uh, it's true. Like, yeah. yeah. To be honest, you really have to be careful of your belongings.、So、that's more of the, I guess, the downsides right now. Exactly. Risk, yeah.、Um, you know, like、uh, we talk about like how romantic is Paris, <laughs> you know, but like 
once you live there for a year or two, like you really get to see like the pros and cons. But I feel mm. like it's for every city, like yeah, in the of course. Winter. Yeah. So, what are the things that you miss about living in Paris? And oh my living gosh! In <laughs> <laughs> Since you're going back soon, there are a few things oh you're excited about. I miss so many things. I think I really miss like the food, the French foods. I really miss it. But also, like summer is coming, you know. I really feel that I miss having a glass of wine outside, you know, mm. like because in Taiwan we don't really have those.、Um, how do you say like? Balcony, outdoor terrace. terrace. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I really miss that.、Yeah. You know, like it's just so nice that you know after work you get to drink a glass of wine, which is、mm. very cliche, but <laughs> yeah, like you know, just、um, chilling with your friends. Yeah,、um, really miss that. Do you miss French bread? <laughs> I always have to bring up French bread because I just love French bread. I think so. Yeah, yeah.、Uh, mm. I do. I do miss、uh, French breads, but、mm. I also tried some、uh, in, in Taiwan, like because you like was, the bread、uh, in Taiwan. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, so I have like a French bakery、oh, um, okay. owned by a French guy.、Mm-hmm. It's not as good as in France, of course, but I think he's doing pretty well, you know. Okay, that's good. Yeah, you have to try. Find find the French bakeries, not the <laughs> local <laughs> Taiwanese one. Yeah, but you know, like the thing that I always do, and I don't think it's specifically good. Like, is always to find like some French food, like uh, in uh, foreign country,、mm. you know. Like, and then you tend to compare, but you will never find this the same taste again. Yeah. I feel like it's normal though. I feel like also when Taiwanese people go abroad, every now and then you miss like、exactly. something Taiwanese, and you'll、yeah. look for a Taiwanese food, food or like、yeah. just people that speak the same language. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So another topic that I think is really interesting to talk about is on the exterior, you look very Asian, but you were literally born and raised in France, so、yes. you were surrounded by French people, French culture, French、mm-hmm. kids. How did that feel growing up? Because Did you ever feel like a sense of outsiderism, or how did that feel? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think、um, my story is not like specifically special. I do think that a lot of people will、uh, recognize themselves. But yeah, I think、um, growing up as an Asian kid,、uh, but also being surrounded by French people was really difficult for me. Have to be honest, like it took. Me many years、uh, to accept my Asian roots.、Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, like、um, in junior school, I was like super sad to look Asian. You know, like I remember, I told myself,、uh, my my mom one one day, why I don't have like blonde hair and blue eyes, you、Aww. know. And、uh, yeah, to like high school, high school, I went to a very very French traditional high school, so where like I was surrounded by a lot of French people and not with a lot of immigrant kids, you know. Also, like first and second year of university, I was hanging out with some people that would kind of make me feel like being an Asian is not specifically something good, you know.、Uh, so it took me some some time to accept like、uh, myself physically and the way I look, and it was till like、um, my exchange in Beijing that really、um, hit me and changed、uh, completely my point of view.、Uh, I started really to embrace my roots and just to to realize that actually speaking another language is Like a real advantage, you know.、Mm. And、uh, looking different or being different from other people is not specifically something bad.、Mm. And the the way I overcome it、uh, is just by、uh, hanging out with more international people. You know, that really goes through that. You know,、mm. I feel like I really felt、like、I was really different,、um, like in junior school, high school. And when I went abroad, I found similar people、uh, like me. So it really helped me to go through that. I feel like normal at the end. <laughs> <laughs> when you say that.、Um, Those people made you feel like being Asian wasn't a good thing, or that you wanted、mm-hmm. to look blonde and blue-eyed.、Mm-hmm. Was that because did they make fun of you, or was it more、yeah. just you wanted to look like them? Or no, it was mainly because、uh, they will make fun of me. You know, like I was. I remember, like you know, in junior school, like we're all like kind of dumb. You know, like we're young. We don't really know、uh, what does it mean. But you know, like they will go like with the small eyes and、mm. you know those kind of thing. But You know, like when you're a kid, like it's it's very、um, painful. You know,、yeah. like、uh, you don't realize that at first, but like when you go home, you're like, oh my gosh, you know why? Why does it make me feel so different? You know,、mm-hmm. and when you're so young, you just want to fit in. You know, yeah, like you don't want to feel different. You'll do anything you can to fit in. Exactly. So so yeah, that's very hard. Like I think、uh, 
kids when they don't know um, about something, they can be really mean, you know. Mm. And I'm I'm actually really happy that we talk more about this topic, you know. I also think it's also something like you mentioned, kids don't understand the, those French kids. I'm sure they mm-hmm. didn't they didn't understand you, but also to you, it's like for example, the whole small eyes thing. Which mm-hmm. for the record, you don't have small eyes. So I don't know why <laughs> they would say that to you, but anyway, <laughs> even if you do have small eyes, but to you, it's more like why is that a bad thing? Like you don't to kids, they don't think about these mm-hmm. things or the fact that I, I remember one story that I often tell is my mom would give me like dumplings to eat at school you mm-hmm. know and people be like yeah that smells weird oh or gosh, like you yes. know so like to me it's so normal because i eat them at home all exactly. the time and oh then my gosh. yeah i felt yeah. the same yeah, yeah. and then you, you don't realize that mm-hmm. it's a weird thing until other people point it out and then you're like wait i'm different i'm weird why am i you know exactly i i felt literally the same way and i remember like in general school i was talking to my mom in chinese you know and i was like so ashamed of speaking a different language that mm-hmm. i will literally switch to french you know even though like my mom French is not super good mm. but like I just didn't want to speak Chinese you know mm. and today speaking Chinese is such a huge advantage yeah. you know like everyone wants to learn Chinese yeah people are impressed so, when they so speak yeah, Chinese you know, like it's um it's just really funny like uh, how things uh turn out you know yeah mm-hmm. did you ever talk to your parents or did your brother share the same kind of feeling um I think my brother is actually more French than me you know like for me I will more try to um explore more about my Asian roots and that's also why like I'm in Taiwan you know but yeah I guess like we just have a very different um story you know with my brother and surprisingly he's more French than me <laughs> <laughs> so he felt like he fit in more yes I mm. think so interesting yeah I think it's one of those things where you can have have you know multiple siblings or multiple kids in the same community and some just feel like they fit in and some yeah. don't and that's just exactly just have to find your place um, yeah on this earth <laughs> yeah exactly and speaking of this topic so you uh-huh. mentioned earlier that you did it you made your own short film which is yes. super exciting I think it's so impressive and you're so young and the fact that you were able to like you know first of all the fact that you wrote it I think is amazing and then you could find the resources and the crew and then you just did it I feel like that's I don't know I think it's really brave and I think it's a, a great message as well that you're trying to share. And yeah, so let's start with about the short film. Let's start about what was your inspiration? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, thank you so much <laughs> for those kind words. Um, yeah, so my inspiration. So basically, you know, I told you that I was working as an analyst in Taipei and I uh, just decided to quit. So I was like really depressive. Um, I, it took me some time to figure out like what I wanted to do. And Maybe like I'm really French, but like the only way to express myself and to let it out was to uh, make a short film. (laughs) And honestly, like I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know anything about the film industry. I always wanted to tell a story, you know. So um, I wanted to tell a story about um, how I felt, you know, as a third culture kid, you know, like, you know, this this term, you know. Mm I made this short film uh, really based on my own experience and I was hoping that... um, if I could, like, help someone out there uh, to figure out, like, you know, um, the his or her own identity, that would be a win for me. Mm. So, so yeah, I think that's a really cool thing about making a film, <laughs> being able to tell a story. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's that's the, the magic of filmmaking, magic of movies is the stories. Yes. Um, it's not been released yet, but do you want to tell us a little bit about or give us a preview of what it's about or tell yes. us a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can. So I think it will be, I will release it uh, very soon. Basically, it's about my story, you know, like, so I grew up in Paris. Um, in this short film, I'm like in my early 30. <laughs> I'm only 24. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, this uh, young woman comes to Taiwan for a consulting mission. Um, she is very, you know, um, career focused oriented, but somehow she kind of denied her Asian roots when she was younger. And coming back to Taiwan will make her realize that, well, actually, you know, um, being Taiwan is uh, something that you can be proud of. Mm. You know, you don't have to deny your own roots. Uh, so, yeah, it's a very personal story, but I also think that a lot of kids out there will uh, recognize themselves uh, in it. I can't wait to see it. Thank you. <laughs> and hopefully, yeah, when you have the details of where and mm-hmm. when it will yeah. be released, I will I share do. it as well. And Thank yeah, you. Happy I'm to. really excited.
I'm happy to to share it with uh, the world. <laughs> <laughs> I am just so impressed that you, because I feel like lots of people have stories, but I feel like it's very hard for people to just be like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out in the world. It's not something that I feel like a lot of people would just be like, oh, but I don't like you said that like you don't have filmmaking skills or, or like a background. Mm-hmm. They'll just be like, oh, I don't know how to do it, so I won't do it. But you decided, no, I'm gonna try and I'm gonna do it, and then you did. So yeah, I think I'm really grateful um, that I'm in Taiwan. You know, because uh, whenever you are not living in your own country, you tend to be a little bit more motivated. I don't know, like <laughs> if the case for year mm, a um, little bit yeah so like i feel for me like uh, because i'm in taiwan so i am um, even more motivated to do things also i feel like uh, taiwanese are very kind you know very um helpful and they will all like help each other to achieve something mm-hmm. so yeah i can just be grateful like uh, for the opportunity and yeah just uh, one advice will be like to network you know mm-hmm. a lot because like whenever you don't know about an industry or something you just want to reach as much people as possible mm. so that's what i did and here i am <laughs> i just realized i don't know the name of your short film does it have a name yet yes. <laughs> okay it's uh, where do i belong i love it where do i belong thank you <laughs> I'm excited. So less than a year ago, you moved to Taiwan. Obviously, you probably visited here a lot when you were growing up and stuff. But I think mm-hmm. living here, it's a whole other experience. So when you moved here after maybe after a few months or in the beginning, were there any culture shocks that you had or things you had to get used to? Basically, for me, Taiwan is um, a very familiar place because uh, I was one years old, like the first time I came here. But this time was very different because um, before, like I was just in Taiwan for summer holidays. And last year I came back, I was like really living it, you know, like really um, just living with other Taiwanese and working there. So I wouldn't say like there was like a huge culture shock, but maybe like when I talk to local, I feel like um, sometimes on some specific topics, they won't really understand me. So that will create a little gap, which is totally fine, you know. But um, I wouldn't call that a culture shock, but yeah, that's something uh, I've noticed. Do you have an example of a topic that you find hard to hard that for locals to understand? Um, I don't have a specific example, but like just in general, I will say like being a little bit more open-minded, you know, about something. Uh, maybe about you know um, women's rights, mm. something like that. You know, like those big topics that uh, uh, we talk a lot, like in Europe or like yeah. in the Western countries. You know. Yeah, yeah, I feel like although now obviously it is getting better here, it is, mm-hmm. I hear yeah, more it people is. talk about it, but it's not a common. Theme. Exactly. Yeah, I feel like uh, for some reason, like it's still a very sensitive topic. You know. Yeah. So you really want to make sure that you're not crossing any line. <laughs> yeah, I feel like here the conversations don't really get too deep unless exactly. you know the person really well yes. and you really trust that they won't judge you or you know say yeah. something yeah, yeah they will not like um be really open or give you like a full answer of what they really think inside yeah you. and the last topic i want to talk about is dating life so oh <laughs> as a you know young woman in a city um how do you find dating because actually i get this question a lot a lot of people are really curious mm-hmm. how is dating in taiwan different to dating in I guess for you in France. Mm -hmm. That's a lovely question. (laughs) (laughs) For me, like all my exes were French. I mainly dated French guys. Um, And when I came to Taiwan, I kind of told myself like I want to try and date a Taiwanese guy, you know. Mm. But I don't know, for some reason, like it never worked out. (laughs) (laughs) When you came here and you, you thought that, what was your image of Taiwanese guys? I think they're very sweet and caring and very, you know, um, supportive, you know. I'm not saying that French guys are not. <laughs> I was <just> gonna <laughs> <Obviously>, say. <laughs> but I, I do think that um, Taiwanese guys are very sweet mm. in a way that, okay, one day, like, uh, <laughs> I was at the gym and a coach was kind of into me. And you know, he was like, oh, do you want me to hold you back? And, you know, like, it's cool. Like, do you want me to <laughs> zip up your jacket? Exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God please don't (laughs) like yeah I think you know like growing up in France or like in the western culture we like more 
raised as independent women. Yeah. So that was、uh, a culture shock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure.、Um, yeah. I had this. I had similar experiences where boys would be like, "Oh, I can pick you up from work and something," and I'm like, "The MRT is so convenient. I can just、exactly. take the MRT." And they're like, "But I want to pick you up," and I'm like, "It's cold outside. I don't want to be on a scooter. I want to take the MRT." <laughs> like they wouldn't get it. But but do you think that's something like you know、um, close to the Taiwanese culture, or like part of the Taiwanese culture? I feel like it's a very common theme that in Taiwan, if you are attentive to someone's needs, that's、mm-hmm. how they show love. You know, like it's similar. Like I feel like, for example, parents or like the parents' generation,、mm-hmm. if they cut fruit for you, yeah, that's like a way of showing you like that yeah, I really、exactly. care about you.、Mm-hmm. You know, whereas I feel like in the Western culture. The way of showing love is very different. It's more about like you know bigger services, like、yeah. not not these small details, but exactly yeah. Yeah, Taiwanese people really care about these small things,、mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do agree、uh, on that. Can you tell us what dating French guys is like? I've never dated a French guy. Oh yeah, do you want to try? <laughs> I can introduce I you. I'm a little <laughs> scared. I've heard、guys. some. I've heard some things about French guys. Okay, I think like maybe it's because of my previous experiences. But I do feel like French guys a little bit less generous than Asian guys.、Mm-hmm. I I do not want that the guys、um, buy everything to me.、Mm-hmm. But you know, as as a woman, I feel like sometimes like it's always nice to like you know that they offer right, like and they want to show yeah, yeah. Like, like gift or something you know yeah.、Um, but yeah, I wouldn't call them cheap. But <laughs> <laughs> They're uh, what's a nice way of saying it? Financially careful. <laughs> Yeah, but also I think it comes from the fact that、uh, women are more independent. Right. So also for me, like I wouldn't want that the guy pay everything to me.、Right. I will hate that actually. Yeah. So yeah, I think like just trying to find a balance、uh, for that. But yeah, how how are they? I don't know. Like just have to、I've、try and find out by yourself. <laughs> Let me think what I've heard. I've heard that they they can be a bit more like in Chinese we say da nanren. You know, like a bit、uh, more、um, not controlling, but more. Like dom, yeah, is that true? Yeah. Once again, I don't want to make like any <laughs> generalization. Yes.、Um, yeah, you just book a ticket to Paris or France, and you'll find out by yourselves. <laughs> if you want, if you want to try, everyone just go find a French. Exactly. <laughs> Frenchie. But I do have to say that they're kind of gentlemen. Like I、mm. think that's a very、um, a French thing, you know,、mm. like opening doors and things. Yes,、yeah. I really miss that here. Like no one opened the door for me. <laughs> <laughs> My dad does it in France too for okay, his girlfriend,、really? and he does、Sorry. it for me when I'm there too. And every time he does it, I'm always like, oh wow, this is wow. I forgot, like you know,、uh-huh. yeah, how, how it feels. Yeah, <laughs> like,、oh. let me tell you when I arrived there, no one <laughs> did that to me. He was like, no, I go first. <laughs> like okay. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's just small things in the different cultures. Yeah, but those little things are,、um, you know, when you're used to that, you、yeah. kind of expect that、um, from other guys. Yeah. But yeah, you know what? Once again, cultural differences. Yeah, that's why commu- communication, right? Communication is the、yeah. key to overcoming these.、Um, but that's I think that's very interesting. Like when you're dating someone、um, uh, with a different culture, you know. Like you will always overcome some little issues, but I think it's it makes it even more exciting. So moving on to the last part of the interview, so I always ask my interviewees the same two questions. All right. The first one is,、um, do you have any tips for anyone who's learning a new language? So most of my interviewees speak multiple languages, and you know we've learned different languages. What would be your main tip? If you want to learn a new language, get your ass together. <laughs> no, I will say like、uh, try to hang out with locals, even though、uh, you don't have the opportunity to fly to a native country. Just like really try to surround yourself with、uh, native speakers.、Mm-hmm. It will really help you to. Get your English or whatever Korean、um, to the next level.、Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, like for me, I'm in Taiwan for more than a year, and、um, my goal was kind of to improve my English. So I was not hanging out with like Taiwanese, but like more with international friends.、Mm-hmm. And I really think that it helped me, you know, to improve my English and、uh, lose my French <laughs> accent. <laughs> Hopefully, so yeah. Like if you really don't have the the chance to travel or go abroad, like you know, you will always find international people within、yeah. your country. You know, like it's just a matter of if you're willing to get out of your comfort zone and you know try to talk to this guy at the bar. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just don't be shy. Go for it.、Yeah. Uh, I feel like、um, a lot of people here are very shy about speaking English. Yeah. 
But I do think that they're very good at English. You know, like it's just that they don't have the opportunity to um, to talk uh, in English. But mm. honestly, like if you go to a French bar here in Taipei, you will find a lot of international people. Yeah, yeah. There's actually a lot of international spots. I feel like in Taipei. Exactly. Too. You just it's just a matter of like how much you're willing to put and yeah. to like learn this language. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Push yourself. Yeah. Exactly. Push yourself, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, if you had one message that you could share with the audience, what would it be? Oh my gosh, that's very exciting. <laughs> um, I have so many messages to convey. <laughs> I'm only 24, you know, but so far I feel like um, one lesson that um, I will really uh, try to stick on is try to be yourself, you know, like um, uh, be authentic. And and I know like even though you're very young, you're very old, but if you feel like it's caring to feel different, don't be, you know, yeah. like uh, you will always find a place um, where you belong um, on this earth, you know. Uh, it might take time, uh, let's be honest, but um, as long as you're willing to um, experience new things and try to find more about yourself, um, then that's a win, you know, like it's a very long journey, but you don't want to copy anyone or you just want to be yourself because at the end of the day, it's just so tiring to uh, to try to be someone else, you know. So one of my favorite quotes that will inspire me to make my short film was, you are the main character of your own movie, you know, oh, like you I want to write quote. your own story. So just be yourself, be authentic, and um, you will just um, really enjoy this one life. <laughs> I love that. That Thank is really, you. really nice. And I think it's yeah, it's a really good quote. I love that. I love that quote as well. It's you know, you are yeah, the main character of your movie. Exactly. You get to write your own story. So go out yeah. there and write the story that you want. Exactly. <laughs> go there. <laughs> Thank you so much, Celine, for coming today and sharing Thank all you. these stories. And I can't wait to see your short film. Oh my gosh, I will show you. <laughs> thank you for having me and thank you for doing that. It's very, very nice. I feel like it's um, it's very, very cool to share all those stories to uh, to the world. Yay, I'm glad. I hope everyone enjoys it as well. And every interview I've done, I've learned something. Even though a lot of these interviews are my friends, you know, like it's not like a, not like you're strangers. I know all of you, but yet I still learn something about you. After. She knows me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> got my connections <laughs> but yeah I learn something every time and I think it's just so fascinating and interesting so yeah yeah thank you when are we gonna hear about your story <laughs> my story yes we want to hear Lydia's story guys <laughs> I don't have to find someone to interview me. oh my gosh <laughs> maybe I should come on your vlog you could I can oh gosh, you could interview me so on your cool. vlog yes we need to do a vlog collaboration yes as well. like a third culture kids thing yeah. I think that would be really lovely to we do we should it. do that yeah alright look forward to it everyone <laughs> coming soon <laughs> thank you so much guys首先我问Selin他会怎么形容巴黎的生活 不像台湾这么安全，不过他说很多大都市的确都是这样。听完不好的地方，我问他，那他想念巴黎或法国的什么？他说最想念的应该是食物，还有夏天大家常常会坐在户外和朋友喝杯酒。我问他有没有想念法
样，也不是一件坏事情。泽利说，如果有人有着同样的感觉，他很建议你去找比较国际的环境。当你身边有很多来自不同国家的人的时候，你就不会觉得自己是外人，也会学着接受自己的不一样的地方。我问他有哪些因素导致他觉得自己长得不一样，或是不想长得像亚洲人。他说小时候同学可能会笑他说他眼睛很小之类的。虽然他现在回想觉得大家只是年纪小，有点幼稚，其实也没有恶意。可是因为小时候也不懂，所以就会觉得很受伤。我跟他说，我觉得小时候经历这些真的会被影响比较多，因为小时候很多事情对我们来说很正常，我们并不会想这么多。直到同学们特别强调这个东西。我们才会开始想说，对，为什么我长得不一样？为什么我吃的东西不一样？等等。像我记得我小时候有时候会带水饺去学校吃，然后旁边的同学就会说：“日、呃，好臭、哦，那什么味道？”回到家之后，我就跟我妈妈说，再也不要带水饺去学校。我明明很爱吃，可是因为同学的一句话，我就不敢带了。泽令说他完全能理解这个感觉，像他以前在同学面前不敢跟妈妈讲中文，虽然妈妈的发文不好。但是他坚持要用法文沟通，但现在想想，他会觉得很有趣，因为现在反而会中文是一件很厉害的事情。我问他，他的弟弟有这样一样的感觉吗？他说他觉得他弟弟比较像法国人，也比较融入法国的社会。我觉得这件事情很有趣。我们常常会看到同一个家庭里的小孩，对于身边的环境会有很不一样的反应。有一些人很融入，有一些人很反抗，但始终大家都在找属于自己的地方。说到这个经验，前面司令有提到，他拍了一部短电影，刚好就跟这个主题有关系。我说我觉得他非常厉害，这么年轻就可以先写一个剧本，接着再去找资源去把它拍出来，我真的很佩服他。我请他分享这部电影的灵感来自哪里。他前面有分享，当时的台湾工作做得很不开心，离职之后他想找一个方法发泄他的情绪。他说这一点很像法国人，他透过艺术去发泄和表达。他说，当时他一点也不了解电影界，也不太知道自己在做什么，但是他就是想讲一个故事。这个故事的灵感就是他自己当 third culture kid 的经验。他说，如果这个故事可以帮到其他跟他类似的人，或是触及到拥有一样的感觉的人，他就满足了。泽林的电影还没有上架，但是我请他分享一下电影的简介。在这部电影里面，泽林演一位三十几岁的女生。他的父母是台湾人，但是从小在法国长大。因为工作的关系，他出差来台湾。他从小就很反抗自己是台湾人这件事情，但是因为这一次的出差来台湾，让他改变他的想法，也让他接受自己是台湾人这件事情。这部电影的故事很贴切司令的生活，但是他希望可以让更多第三文化儿童看到自己的故事，有感同身受。我说我非常期待看司令的电影。到时候也会把相关资料发给听众们。我再次强调，我真的非常佩服舍令，因为我觉得很多人都有故事想分享，可是很多人因为没有电影背景或是没有资源，就会觉得算了。可是他却很有勇气还有意志力，决定做这件事情。他说他觉得自己可以完成这件事情，一大部分也是因为他现在在台湾。他说，当自己在一个不属于自己的环境时，比较容易会有动力去做一些舒适圈以外的事情。另外，台湾人也很善良，所以他觉得比较容易可以认识不同人和达到他的目标。我问他，他的短电影叫什么名字？他说叫《Where Do I Belong》，意思就是我属于哪里。一年前，司令搬来台湾，虽然小时候一定有来台湾玩，但是我问他搬来这边住之后有没有遇到什么不习惯的事情。他说，去年搬来的时候是他第一次真的融入台湾的社会。他说没有很不习惯，可是有时候跟当地人聊天的时候，聊到一些话题，他会觉得比较难有共鸣。例如像国外现在比较热门的话题，像是妇女权益这种题目，他觉得台湾人会比较不习惯，或是会觉得比较敏感。最后想跟神灵聊的话题就是关于感情生活，毕竟她是一位年轻美女。我问他台湾和法国对于感情生活有哪些差别？他说他以前交过的男朋友都是法国人，所以他来台湾的时候又想说要交一个台湾男朋友，但是刚好就没有遇到适合的对象。我问他对台湾男生的印象是什么？他说他觉得台湾男生都很体贴，然后比较会为女生着想。他说不是法国男生不体贴，只是我们西方的教育比较偏希望女生独立，所以台湾男生想为他们做一些事情的时候，他反而会有点不习惯。我跟他说，我有一样的感觉，像之前有男生想接我下班，但是我说台北捷运很方便，我搭捷运就可以了。
，但是男生就会很坚持，为什么不让他接我下班？我就说外面很冷，我不想坐摩托车吹风，搭捷运舒服多了。我跟他说，我觉得这个跟台湾文化有关系。据我所知，台湾人表达爱跟关心的方法就是替你着想。例如，长辈如果切水果给你，就是一种表达爱的方法。但是，我觉得在国外，他们比较注重比较大的行为，而不是小细节。我问他，那他跟法国男生交往是什么样的感觉？他问我想不想试试看，他说可以介绍给我。我说我有点害怕，因为我之前有听到一些关于法国男生的事情。他说，在他的经验里，法国男生没有亚洲男生这么大方。我跟他说，我听过的是法国男生比较大男人。他说他不敢说他们一定怎么样。他说最好的方法就是订机票，直接去法国自己体验看看。不过他说法国男生很绅士，倒是真的。像他说来台湾之后，没有人帮他开过门，他觉得很难过。我跟他说，对，像我爸爸他住法国。他都会帮他女朋友开门，无论是上车或是到了餐厅等等，一定都会开门让女生先走。虽然这是一件很小的事情，可是当你习惯了之后，突然少掉他，你会觉得很不习惯。我们说这就是跨国恋情有趣的地方，你会遇到一些比较特别的冲突，所以沟通很重要。来到了结尾，我问 Selin， 对于想学新的语言的听众们有哪些建议？他说，他觉得一定要找一些会说这个语言的人，就算你不能飞去这个国家，让自己拥有完全的环境，可是你可以去找会这个语言的人，去多跟他们互动。像他来台湾这一年，他想要把英文练好，所以他很努力的去找在台湾的外国人，让自己可以多用英文去沟通。其实台北有很多点都是外国人常去的地方，台北的外国人也越来越多，所以只要你愿意跳出舒适圈。勇敢的去练习，其实有很多机会可以去找练习的对象。最后，我问他有没有什么想对听众们说的话。泽令虽然才二十四岁，但是他觉得目前学到最重要的一件事情就是要做自己，不要害怕与众不同。你一定可以找到属于自己的地方，可能会花一点时间，但只要你愿意勇敢尝试新事物，还有更了解自己，你一定做得到。他说他最喜欢的一句话就是。You are the main character of your movie. 意思就是你是你的电影的主角，所以要好好的做自己，写下自己的故事，才可以好好享受这个人生。真的是很棒的提醒，非常感谢 Selin 今天来跟我们分享这么多。最后再提醒大家，可以去 YouTube 搜寻 Selin 的频道 Selin Shen。今天和他聊了非常多的话题，听了很多有趣的故事，希望听众们也有得到一些收获。如果你也喜欢这个访谈，请记得帮我们打五颗星，也可以在 IG 帮我们分享，记得泰国让我看见。最近有得到一些回馈，还有一些听众们说他们分享了这个音频给身边的亲朋好友，真的很感谢大家的支持，让我可以持续的录下和分享这么多人精彩的故事和经验。在这里打从心里的感谢大家收听还有支持。I had a blast talking with Celine today. We have so much in common, and I loved hearing about her experiences and her stories. If you also enjoyed this, it would mean so much to me if you could give us a five-star rating and follow me on social media at teacherlydia_languages. You can also share it with your friends and family, so more people can learn about different cultures and experiences. I've also gotten some feedback recently from listeners who are sharing the podcast with their friends, and I just want to say an extra special thank you to everyone for listening and sharing. I really enjoy these interviews, and it means the world to me that you enjoy them too. So please keep giving me feedback and sharing it, so I can learn more about you as well. Have a wonderful week, and I'll see you next time. 我们下次见喽。